0: we Greetings, friends, and welcome to in Real Life. This is your boy, DJ, and this is my real life on the internet, or when one can call a real life on the internet. Well, it's happened again. I've been rejected by yet another group I was a part of, and once again, I'm hurt because of that rejection. Before I get into any specifics on that, let me set the stage a little bit first. Anybody who's ever known me, read my old blog, or listens to this show knows there are three very specific things I absolutely cannot stand. My pet peeves, if you will. The first is bullying, which I've talked about several times on the show before and elsewhere. The second is rejection, which is something that's happened about as often as the bullying has. The third, what serves as a catch-all encompassing the first two things, as well as other things to a limited degree, is being, quote, done dirty, unquote. That includes, but is not limited to, being disrespected, picked on, hated on, messed with, having people do me wrong. I think you all get the gist. I've talked about the first two things very specifically at times, but I've never really delved into all the times I've been done dirty in my life. I can tell you, there's too many times to count. Obviously, I hate when that stuff happens to me, and I especially hate it when I can't do anything about it. Coping mechanisms have failed me in the past in regard to these three things, and it has taken a toll. However, something shocking happened in the entertainment world recently that might just shake up how I ultimately end up dealing with some of these things now and in the future. Before I get into that, let me talk about my most recent rejection. It was done by, of all things, the local Red Cross chapter here in Northeast Ohio. I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but I've had an on and off relationship with the American Red Cross going back to 2005, when I worked out of a chapter in Central Ohio for just under a year. I did a deployment after the Katrina disaster that year and worked through an AmeriCorps program there. I left because, honestly, I wasn't actually capable of doing some of the stuff AmeriCorps was requiring of me and thus didn't do those things, due to mental health related stuff. Not stuff I told them about, mind you, because I didn't want to lose my job or the very small stipend I was receiving at the time as my income. Because I didn't do that stuff, I wasn't that effective while I was there, so I would leave early because it was also a long drive to and from my apartment at the time. Soon after I left the program, I also moved farther away from there and potential other chapters I could have volunteered at, so I just ended my affiliation with the Red Cross at that time and left it there for the time being. I always wanted to go back, but couldn't do that for another decade or so. Flash forward to 2017. Puerto Rico was just ravaged by a major hurricane. I had been settled in Northeast Ohio for a while then, and felt it was time to rejoin the Red Cross once again. I went through an interview process and had to start from scratch as just a straight-up disaster volunteer this time around. I did get deployed for Puerto Rico, but my anxiety really started to kick in when I got to the staging area in Atlanta amidst some other drama happening around me at the time, and I had to return home only a couple days after I got to Atlanta. The Red Cross was obviously disappointed with me, but it was better overall that I leave early for the sake of my mental health, rather than head to Puerto Rico and end up with bigger problems once there. Although that deployment was aborted, I was hoping to stay on in some fashion. My short stay in Atlanta wasn't all for naught as it got me interested in some other aspects of Red Cross Disaster Services, such as logistics. So once I got home, I started taking some online courses related to that. I was cut off from the online Red Cross stuff sometime in 2018, but before I could do anything about that, I started having those dental issues, and then my dad died. So I had to put off getting that dealt with until this past April, when I was able to resume the courses and update ones that were outdated. I didn't expect much, but I wanted to be ready to be deployed to help if I was needed. Fast forward again to the beginning of last month, August of 2020. I got an email from a volunteer coordinator who wanted to call me on the phone about becoming a disaster shelter worker. I got excited. We set up a general time to talk about it, and she said she'd call me, but she never did. I got to thinking, maybe she got caught up in stuff and forgot. I don't know. In any case, I waited a week, then sent an email and left a voicemail for her. I didn't want to bug her and be a pest, but I wasn't sure what was going on at that point. The following week, my Red Cross online volunteer account was once again disabled. I sent an email to their technical support asking once again for access. I followed that up with another email and voicemail to that aforementioned volunteer coordinator. Last week, I got a response about my online access that, quite frankly, broke my heart. It came from a different volunteer coordinator, I should note, that stated they appreciated my interest in resuming my volunteer activities with the Red Cross, but they weren't going to reactivate my account. And then the email stated the one line, which I'll quote directly, that sunk me. I wish you the best in your future endeavors. Now, for those of you keeping score, the Red Cross contacts me about a volunteer opportunity, then ghosts me, then turns off my online account, then kicks me to the curb. I mean, seriously? After all that, the Red Cross kicked me out? I didn't know you could actually get future endeavored as a volunteer, but it just happened. Now, outside of contacting them about my status, I didn't do anything. I mean, not a damn thing. To say what they did hurt me is an understatement. I'm angry about it too, obviously, because they did me dirty, and boy, did they. But honestly speaking, I'm just more hurt and heartbroken than angry at the moment. After 15 years of ups and downs with the Red Cross, it looks like my time has ended with them. I'll get into more about why I specifically said it, quote, looks like my time has ended, unquote, later in the show. But I want to get into something that popped up only a few hours ago after I got that rejection email. Late last Friday night, it was announced that Chadwick Boseman, the actor who portrayed T'Challa, the Black Panther, in the Marvel movie universe, passed away from colon cancer. That sent a shock throughout the world, as nobody expected this to happen, and nobody outside of his immediate loved ones knew he was even fighting cancer. As an actor, he had some pretty notable roles outside of the Marvel movies, such as playing real-life figures like Jackie Robinson, singer James Brown, and Thurgood Marshall, as well as the role of Vontae Mack in one of my favorite sports films, Draft Day. It was about the Cleveland Browns, so obviously it was going to be a favorite of mine even though it was fictional, but still. Anyway, he was very celebrated as an actor and as a humanitarian. I was reeling from the earlier rejection, but hearing about Chadwick Bozeman actually shocked me out of my funk. I think I was the first of most of the folks I know who learned the news and shared it right away on my social media once I heard it. From what I could see, not just of my friends, but of the entertainment world overall, the news just overwhelmed so many folks that there are now calls for monuments to celebrate what he brought to the world. However, there were two particular things about his life I learned after this happened that changed how I'm looking at that rejection by the Red Cross, as well as other times that I've been done dirty. The first thing was some stuff I learned regarding the last four years of Chadwick Boseman's life that actually fired me up on social media and even on a Browns message board. There was a post slash message slash pick slash quote that I came up with that in itself led me to a major realization. Here is that quote verbatim. Ahem. There are some things that need to be said about Chadwick Bozeman that a few people really need to read right now. This man did seven movies including three stences to slash Black Panther while doing chemotherapy and fighting cancer the past four years. He was a boss. For those of you saddened by his loss, yet inspired by him and the example he set through his roles and his humanity, the best thing you could do to honor him is to become bosses yourselves if you're not already on that path. He fought, he led the way, and even though he's gone now, it's your turn to follow that example and become it. Real talk. End quote. Now, on a pic with this quote, I added a necklace picture similar to the one worn by his Black Panther character to make it look sort of neat, yet reverent of his superhero role, as well as his acting career. In coming up with the quote and creating this pic, it soon dawned on me that I created this pic and that quote because I was one of those few people that needed to read something like that. Honestly, that's never happened before, creating something people needed and almost immediately realizing I was one of those people who needed it. I never had such inspiration strike me like that before, but here we are. Anyway, the main takeaway from that is that I now realize I have to become the kind of boss I'm talking about here. I've got a long way to go before I become that, but it is something that I'm realizing more and more that I not just need to be a boss, but I actually want to be a boss. It shocked me that I never felt like that before, but to go forward, I think I need and want this. The second thing relates to how I ultimately get to that boss point, so to speak. Now, how do I get to that point? Well, one thing I believe I could do, and have likely been doing, but just realizing it now, is something that's related to a battle cry Bozeman's Black Panther character yells out before he goes into battle. No, not Wakanda forever, though that is a memorable one. No, the one I'm talking about here is Bombay. It originated from the South African language, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Zosha, spelled X-H-O-S-A, Zosha which roughly translates to hold the line or hold fast or hold strong. That hit me. It hit me in that it seems my entire life I have been trying to hold the line or hold fast or hold strong on something or multiple things. My two stints in Columbus, putting up with troubling or annoying people, staying in dance clubs or groups or jobs for long periods, my mental health, my life in general. Off the top of my head, those are things where I've been practicing the concept of yin bombe or holding strong. There were times where I felt like I failed in that, or didn't hold the line enough when I needed to, and there were times where the opposite happened, where I held on too strong or too tight to things. In any case, the realization of this concept by yours truly may have come at just the right time, especially regarding the Red Cross stuff. I wish it hadn't come from hearing the news about someone's death, but my hope is that, for me at least, Chadwick Boseman's death will not have been in vain, and that he inspires people such as yours truly to become better people from the lessons learned from his struggles, how he faced them, and the courage he showed in facing them. Now, you're probably wondering, what do these two things have to do with me in regard to the Red Cross? Well, in the past, when I've been rejected, I just couldn't hold strong. I would just fall apart. Yes, there were things I did to get me through the rejections, but emotionally speaking, I just fell apart and felt like I was broken forever. Not Mad Hardy broken, mind you, but broken nonetheless. I'd feel completely lost. This concept of Bombay to stay strong, to hold the line, both emotionally and spiritually, is something that strikes a chord with me. To keep in mind that, yes, I still want to help people in times of need. That, yes, I care about what happens to others. That, yes, I feel I am able to help others, even when I can't always help myself. Those aspects are a part of me, regardless of whether I'm in the Red Cross or not. Sometimes when you quit or lose a position, it does feel like you're losing a part of yourself, that everything that defines you on that particular job ends once you leave. I have to be mindful that my compassion, my willingness to help others, should not be poisoned by such things like my recent encounters with the local Red Cross. I'm not going to go out there yelling, Ye Bombay, all over the place, but I do need to hold the line on my emotional welfare and moral foundation at all costs. I haven't always done that as I've been completely demoralized so many times in my life. I believe I have done this subconsciously at times in the past, probably many times over, but I believe I need to be more consciously cognizant of the concept now, especially in light of all that I've lost in the past and the suffering from the losses I've had to endure. It's time to hold the line. Now, remember when I said earlier, it looks like my time has ended with the Red Cross? Well, as far as I know, this is likely only going to apply to the local region here in Northeast Ohio. Like I said in the last episode of DJ in Real Life, I've been working on moving away from Ohio. I have to remember that one place may treat you and ghost you like you ain't worth shit, but a new place might have the opposite effect, where you can thrive and do good. I think that might be a possibility regarding the Red Cross, that after I move to where I'm planning to live, that I can look at connecting with the regional office there and maybe help them out instead. I've noticed that as much as the Red Cross wants things to operate more uniformly across the country, I see that other regions seem to be run differently. I've already accepted my time in Ohio is done, and I could always look for another endeavor here while I wait to be elsewhere, but I still have some emotional investment with the Red Cross, and I don't want to throw that away completely if there's a possibility of working with them elsewhere. They do good work, but I can't work with people who go all unprofessional and not be straight up with me, like what happened with this local office. I should note, this is one of the few instances in my life where I have pretty concrete proof of being done dirty by them. So if that local office tries to spin things differently, well, they should understand that I will be more than willing to drop the hammer on them and utterly destroy any attempted spin they try to pull. That does sound sort of self-serving and a bit extreme, I know, but since this local region did me so, so wrong, I expect to see honesty and professionalism out of those who work in the region I'm heading to before I even consider going back to the Red Cross. I have to hold the line. I have to hold strong. It's time to be the boss, and I'll be damned if I lose myself again over being done dirty. Now, I think I've earned enough grievances for one day, so for now, I think it's time to bid you adieu. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to DJ In Real Life on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Instagram, and the YouTube channel. You can also connect through social media to the show's Twitter and Facebook pages. DJ In Real Life is produced by Hillbilly Vampire Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Until next time, folks, this is your boy DJ saying take care, God bless, and when you're done dirty, don't forget to stay clean and be a boss. your haters will hate that. Goodbye, everybody.